MSW Media. There's someone else in the hotel with us. There's a crazy woman in one of the rooms. She tried to strangle Danny. Are you out of your fucking mind? Well, pour yourself a glass, sit for a spill. It's time to have some fun. Let's do a little thinking, some picking and a drinking. But this is what we're drinking with Dan Dunn. Welcome to the show. Is everybody excited to be here today? You guys excited? Oh, no, please, calm down. I, uh, we're drinking on today's show. I got a lot of stuff, a lot of drinking things to tell you about on this episode. Um, I, I host a thing every week on Flaviar. Flaviar is a quarterly membership club, delivers booze and all sorts of other things. So I ho- I've been hosting since the pandemic started, quarantine started, I've been hosting a thing called Nightcap Live, which is on Flaviar's YouTube channel. And I interview celebrities and people from the spirits industry. Been doing that again for three, four months now. And today on the show, I'm going to play a couple of highlights from some of the interviews I've done on there, particularly with two people, former NBA star Glenn Big Baby Davis and musician rapper Chevy Woods, who is a frequent collaborator with Wiz Khalifa. Really enjoyed both those interviews. I'm going to play some highlights from that later in the show. I'm also going to be telling you about a a bunch of adult beverages you should be drinking a lot. I guess that leads me to what I want to start off with tonight. Why? Why we're going to be talking a lot about just booze you can be drinking at home? Well, because it's almost August, okay? It's been four months, over four months since here in LA, at least, our first shelter-in-place order was issued, and frankly, I'm really disheartened. You know what? Fuck disheartened. I'm pissed off, because we're worse off now than we were at the beginning of March, and this all kind of started. Like a lot of you, I've been doing my part, social distancing, wearing a mask when I'm out, not going to parties, not going to the beach and taking vacations, and I'm not fucking posting Sunday fun day pics on my Instagram and my Facebook, acting like everything's normal, because everything most certainly is not fucking normal. 140,000 people are dead, millions infected. It's not normal here in America anyway. Italy, Spain, New Zealand, places where the government leaders and the citizenry took this thing seriously and did what needed to be done, well, they're getting back to normal. There's some semblance of normal. They're going back to school. They're going back to work. They're allowed to go out in public. Is that happening here? No, fuck no, it's not happening here because we have millions of assholes screaming about their liberty and their freedom and don't tell me I got to wear a mask or I got to stay home and all this bullshit. But you know what? The virus doesn't care about your bullshit. Doesn't give a shit about your bullshit. As I said, 140 
thousand people in just over four months. And guess what, folks? We've got a lot more death coming our way in these next few months, year, unless people get their shit together and everyone, not just me, not just you, but your neighbor and anybody else that's out there that thinks they're somehow immune to this thing and they're not going to give it to me and they're not going to give it to you and your grandmother and everybody else, unless everyone comes together and starts doing what needs to be done, we're fucked. Got it? We're fucked. I'm sorry. Maybe you don't want to hear this. If you don't want to listen to this rant, then go. Go today. But I'm just... It shouldn't be like this right now. I mean, it shouldn't be... I mean, we're... I, it's almost the end of the summer. And I remember it was the beginning of the spring. And I thought, if we just do what we're supposed to do, we're going to get out of this. And it's just really, really frustrating. Because it doesn't matter what I do. No matter what you do, we all have to do it together. We all have to be in this together. It's the only way. And right now we're not. And you know what that is? That's just driving me to drink. It's driving me to drink. I had that prepared before this ever even started, before COVID even came around. Uh, Okay, so we are drinking, all right? And I'm going to tell you about some stuff that you can get. All of this is stuff you can order via online wine delivery services or Drizzly or whatever. So we're going to start with wine today. And I've had some delicious wines. And I've calmed down, okay? Can you tell? I've calmed down. I'm back. Fun-loving, happy Dan is back. At least till later on the show when I start ranting again. So... Get out your pens and papers here and write these down. These are wines that you should uh, really consider picking up. I'm going to give them my uh, very high recommendation. First one I'm going to tell you about is from a winery called Fontana Freda. Okay, Fontana Freda has been around since 1858, and they are certainly one of the most important and instrumental producers of Barolo. And... They, again, been around for a really long time, and their wines are fantastic. And the one I'm, I'm going to tell you about today is called Bricotondo Barbera Piemont, Dio, Piemont DOC. That's the DOC. That's the origin of where the wine comes from, a 2018. Bricotondo Barbera 2018. It's 100% Barbera. That's the grape varietal. It's from Piemont, uh, Barbera DOC in Italy. This is an Italian wine, if you can't tell by the... Uh, by the accent I'm trying to affect here. This wine is a 13.5% alcohol, typical of European, not very high alcohol content. It is a, it's the nose is just packed with black fruit and blackberries and plums. And you got this slight spicy overtones with a little black pepper and cinnamon in there. And then on the palate, boy, it's it's the sweet, soft tannins that I love that's typical of this style of wine. And they come together in this closely woven texture that combines this great fruit character and crisp freshness on the palate. It is a, uh, it's a delicious wine, this Fontana Freda Bricotondo Barbera, and it costs $16. That's it. 16 bucks. It's a steal, everybody. Get it. Another one I want to tell you, now we're going to move over to France for this next wine. 
It is a, it's called Chateau Graysac. So Medoc, which is a region in Bordeaux, France is a Bordeaux wine. And this is the Medoc Cru Bourgeois 2015. Okay. This winery was built in the 1700s. And it, well, it was built as a, the property was built in the 1700s. Uh, the winery has been around for many, many years. It's delicious. Now, this particular wine is a Bordeaux blend. It's 65% Merlot, 29% Cabernet Sauvignon, 3% Cab Franc, and 3% Petit Verdot. Now, when I say it's a Bordeaux blend, that's not what every Bordeaux blend, that's not the ratio to every Bordeaux blend, but those are the grapes that, that, that tend to be in a Bordeaux blend, okay? Uh, this vineyard sits on 150 acres of clay and limestone. Uh, the vines are about 20 years old. They pre-ferment this. They macerate it for about two days, uh, and then they uh, they ferment ferment in stainless steel and cement tanks. Tanks, excuse me. Malolactic fermentation is in oak, okay, and it's aged for twelve months in oak, with lees stirring for three months. Now, what does this wine taste like? It's it's got this. Uh, well, first of all, the color. It's this deep ruby garnet. It's got red berry flavors and spice and bell pepper is sort of in the background. It's great to pair with meats and poultry and wild mushrooms and strong cheeses. Uh, James Suckling gave it an 89. The very famous wine writer, wine enthusiast, gave it 91 points, as did Wine Advocate. And again, this is Chateau Graysac Medoc Cru Bourgeois 2015. And the price on that is 30 bucks. And what other wine? I want to tell you about another one here. This is a and another Italian wine. It's called uh, Bottega Vinai. This is a Pinot Noir from Trentino. That's the region, uh, state bottled, um, which means the grapes are all grown on the estate there. This is a ruby red wine, a little red brick color to it. On the nose, you're getting cherry and plum and tobacco and it's very velvety tasting wine. I just had this the other night and it's really great. A lot of harmony to it. Very well balanced, excellent structure. It's a wine that's going to evolve too. Uh, give it a couple of years and sit on it. And I think it's going to really, really be a uh, fantastic bottle of wine. But if you want to drink it now, you want to, you, you know, eat, drink and be merry for tomorrow we may die. And that's kind of the way things feel these days. Well, then shit, you know, you can do it with white and red meats. You serve it at room temperature Again, Bottega Vinay Pinot Noir. And the price on this one is 18 bucks. $18. Dollar dollar bill, yo. Um, that's, that's that. I also want to tell you about a, um, a new rum that I tried. It's called Marsh House Rum. I didn't heard of this. The guy reached out to me and said, you want to try my rum? And I said, sure. And he sent it to me and I really enjoyed it. So I'll give you a little history about the name of it. John Craig Marsh is who it's named after. In 1818, he moved to Louisiana from New York and purchased land on what is now known as Avery Island. And before long, Marsh was making rum. He cultivated it from sugar cane. It was uh, influenced by the island's diverse flora and warm sea air. Prized for its clean notes, pure quality, and smooth finish, this rum was sold by the barrel and the bottle, again, back in the 1800s. It was sought after all over the South. And 200 years and six generations later, his descendants brought it back 
Now, this this particular this Marsh House rum is a curated blend of three distinct rums, highlighting two styles of rum production. They've sourced and distilled from sugarcane molasses to give Marsh House rum taste. It's got some cola taste to it, caramel, vanilla, some jungle fruits. It's a uh, it's the kind of I think you could drink this thing neat on the rocks. I've tried it both ways, and, and I've also had it in a mojito. I made myself a mojito over the weekend, and I tried it with this rum, and it's really delicious. You could also try a Cuba Libre, a daiquiri, an El Presidente, lots of great rum cocktails out there. And since you're home with not a lot to do, you might as well try experimenting with it. Uh, if you want to get some information, just go to marshhouse.com. It's about uh, 30 bucks a bottle for this. And uh, I say give it a try. Let's uh, let's pay the bills. Let's let's drop one commercial, and then we're going to get to an interview. Oh, what's that? My producer saying no. Oh, we're going to go to the interview first. Okay, look at you, lucky day. We're going to start off by talking to Glenn Big Baby Davis. Glenn is a former NBA star, won a championship with the Boston Celtics, and uh, I got a chance to talk to him, as I said, on Flaviar's Nightcap Live. I'm going to play a little snippet of it here, but if you want to hear the whole thing, just go to Flaviar's. Oh, yeah, that's the alcohol burping right there. Mm. Just go to Flaviar's YouTube channel. And now let's check out some of this interview. Played for three different teams in nine seasons in the National Basketball Association. Uh, in 2008, he won a world championship with the Boston Celtics. And on top of all that, he makes great barbecue sauce. And who doesn't love great barbecue sauce? Can we give it up for my man, Glenn Big Baby Davis? Glenn, how are you, man? I'm doing I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks it for having me. See you. It's good to see you. Uh, it's good to see you with your pants on. People, people know back in the day, Glenn went a little crazy one time in a game and took his pants off. And do you take shirt off too, or was just the pants? I probably did. I probably did. You know, I've always been a passionate guy, man. So you know, was that? I got to ask you. A friend of mine said he needed. He's a big Celtics fan. He said he got to ask you. Was that premeditated, or that just happened in the moment? I don't know, man. I'm so probably used to taking my pants off, and like, it's just. I wasn't thinking. I was just pulling, you know, whatever, you know, and my pants came. <laughs> you are a passion. You also did you body slam Shaq too? Yes. I we we wrestled and I body slammed, pinned him down. So you were not afraid to go for it in your career. <laughs> no, I'm not afraid. I um you know, just play the game with passion, man. And uh hopefully, you know, playing the game with passion, good things will come out, you know. Um so yeah, I just believe in good energy. So you grew up in Louisiana, and you went to LSU. Uh, you were you were a big kid, man, right? You were like three hundred something pounds in eighth grade. And did Nick Saban recruit you to play football? Yeah, uh, I was a highly recruited football player. Um, you know, um, people look at me today and like, wow, I was in the NBA. You know, um, we didn't think he was that good enough to play in the NBA. So like. You know, football was my first love. And, um, you know, i never forget when I was, you know, my junior year, I decided, hey, you know, I'm going to focus on basketball. Nick Saban was like, hey, man, don't quit. Like, he was like, you got a guy like that telling you don't quit. He's like the guru of football, man. So it's like, it was a crazy moment, man. But it did work. So <laughs> what went into that decision to choose basketball over football? 
Honestly, man, I played basketball for so long throughout my my, my lifespan, you know. Um, but I hate wearing a helmet. It wasn't the contact. I just hate you, wearing a helmet. You got a pretty man. face, man. You gotta you gotta show that off. Come on. Like, you know, name me, you know, name five left tackles that you know. Like first name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, that's true. That's true. Um, and then also the healthy part too. You know, um, every Saturday morning I was in the training room. Cause you know, I'll, you know, I'm from Louisiana. That's a football bred like, like state. Like those little schools got good players. Like I was playing running back. I just think I played the wrong position, and I was just like, man, I don't want to get hurt. So you know, um, I was already in love with basketball, and the decision was so easy. And you, how many years at LSU? Uh, I did three years. Three years there, yeah. and then you go to the NBA. You you started off with uh, with Orlando, right? No, I started off with the Celtics. Oh, that's uh, right. Sorry. Yeah. Well, technically, I got drafted to the Supersonics. They, you know, they traded me Ray Allen to the Celtics to close the deal of the Big Three, basically. Gotcha. So, I was the little guy. You know, when they did the trade for the Big Three, and made it final. I was the little guy that made the that made them seal the deal. <laughs> and when he talks about, he's talking about Ray Allen, uh, Paul Pierce, and Kevin Garnett. With the yeah. big three, but you were you were a key piece in that championship team as well. Yeah, um, you know everybody has a role, man. Even though if you're a rookie, you have a role, especially on a championship-minded team. Um, and I just filled my role. And whenever my opportunity came, Doc gave it to me. I went hard, and you know I did all my rookie duties and chores. You know, so. Um, it was a great experience, you know, being in Boston and being in front of all, you know, all those those great sports fans. And you also have a love beyond your love of sport. You have a love of food yes. and barbecue. You have your own barbecue sauce. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, you know, being from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and eating food as a form of entertainment my whole life, I've been around like just so many just just food, you know, family, just, you know, so food's a part of my life. So I was like, I got to make a barbecue sauce, you know, because, you know, you imagine, you know, every Sunday I used to barbecue and I was like, man, this barbecue sauce I made is good. So it's like, you know, a couple of friends of mine was like, hey, let's take it to the big stream, man. And uh, we got it brewing and we got a couple sauces and things that's going to be out. And, you know, I can't wait. Is there a, is there a particular style of barbecue you are into? Because we got all the different regional things, or are you kind of a, a broad spectrum of? I'm everywhere, man. I'm like a, I'm a foodie. So you know, I'm Memphis barbecue, Kansas City. You know, I'm I'm, I'm everywhere with barbecue. Like Hawaiian, like it's it's just so many ways you can just have barbecue, and and I'm all for it. You know, one day hopefully I'll have a all the barbecue just in the world restaurants type. <laughs> so. And what about rum? Are you a uh, you're you're here? We're doing rum. You're obviously a fan of that spirit. What do you like about rum? You know, uh, when I, when I when I go and think about rum, um, my best times drinking rum when I was in the Bahamas, right? And when your feet are in the sand and you're enjoying your friends and family and you're looking at the ocean. So rum has been a favorite of mine for a long, long time, especially, you know, when I go to the, the Bahamas and when I'm just sitting and I want to get away. You know, it's one of those drinks that yes. when, you, when you pour it, like, 
I'm somewhere else right now. No worries, no troubles. You know, it's it, 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 it's a it's a lovely drink. I love it, especially when they're firm and you know, I like the fruity ones too. So. And there's uh, Glenn Big Baby Davis. I really like that guy. I really enjoyed talking to him. He's got a lot of great energy about him. Just seems to be enjoying his life. Let's run a quick commercial break here, and then we'll come back with some interview highlights with Chevy Woods. Chevy Woods is a foodie. He's also a rapper, musician. He works with Wiz Khalifa. And then later in the show, I'm going to tell you about a couple more things you should be drinking, because I love you. I care about you. I'll do that for you. But first, we got to pay the bills. What do we have here? Ah, yes, Mack Weldon. Oh, how I love me some Mack Weldon. Mack Weldon is a premium men's essential brand that believes in smart design and premium fabrics. You probably heard about their industry-leading underwear. Hell, I'm wearing a pair right now. They're so much more than just an underwear company. They really are one-stop shop for men's basics of all kinds. From socks to shirts to hoodies to their new adjustable Storm Chaser rain jacket, Mack Weldon's wares really are the longest-lasting, highest-quality items on the market. They believe in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. I went to MacWeldon.com recently ordered a whole bunch of stuff. Took me 10 minutes and now I'm rocking a killer new Basics wardrobe. I got some 18-hour Jersey Crew neck undershirts, a couple of pairs of Ace sweatshorts, and no-show socks. And Mack Weldon really does value its loyal customers. That's why they've created the Weldon Blue Loyalty Program. Here's how it works. Create an account. It's totally free. Level 1, place an order for any amount and never pay for shipping again. Level two, once you purchase $200 worth of products from Mack Weldon, not only will you continue to receive free shipping, but you will also start saving 20% on every order you make for the next year. Oh, and level two also grants you access to new products before they're released to anyone else, as well as free gifts added to future orders. And now Mack Weldon has a special offer for you, What We're Drinking listeners. For 20% off of first order, your first order, visit MacWeldon.com and enter the promo code DRINKING. They want you to be comfortable, so if you don't like your first pair of underwear, you can keep it, and they'll still refund you no questions asked. Mack Weldon's mission is simple, to make sure all your basics and beyond are smartly designed and that shopping for them is easy and convenient. And I personally promise you this, Mack Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now. I'm crazy for feeling so lonely. I'm crazy. I'm not lonely. Am I lonely? I'm a little bit lonely. Sometimes. Okay, fine. I'm lonely. Oh, man. Check out that Mack Weldon stuff, though. I'm, I, I like the clothes. I, I wear the socks and the underwear all the time. I really do. I enjoy them. So next up, we're going to chat with uh, my man, Chevy Woods. Uh, he was on uh, Nightcap Live uh, maybe a month ago. Really enjoyed chatting up this dude too and here's a here's a little highlight from that interview what's right. good man how are you good to see you man good how's everything you, going? wow what a background yes sir <laughs> you're gonna hang with me at this bar one day right oh oh i definitely need a flight and a couple martinis right now speaking of i mean do you ever think i mean you travel i mean your your career you're going all over how are you adjusting now to being you're here in Los Angeles, right? Now you've been here right. for months, I guess. Right, yeah. It's 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 pretty wild because um 
musically as an artist, you know, these times right now are like really the times where we really come out with everything for the summer. You know what I mean? So now not being able to like pop out with the music and stand next to the music and go do these radio interviews. And it's pretty tough. You know, you got to do a lot of Zooms, a lot of Skypes, a lot of IG live just to keep in contact with the people. But you have to also stay sane so you can continue your work. You know what I find that helps with that, my friend? Whiskey. <laughs> I, think, I think I might join you. Let's have a cheers. What, what are you drinking now? What, what do you got? A white wax going? <laughs> Kentucky Owl. It's amazing. Um, I found out that I'm really not a consumer of like whiskey, but then I start drinking this. And I found a couple few things to go with it that makes it a lot better. So I'm in tune now. Here we go. See you, my friend. Bam. Cheers. What do you got? A little beer mug? Mini beer mug going? Yeah, they're from Germany. Shot glasses <laughs> I look like beer mugs. <laughs> so you know out there at home, uh, you can drink bourbon out of any kind of glass where you want. I, I brought a cup. So this one here is a neat glass. And in case the name doesn't give it away, how you drink it. In this glass, neat. So we do that. And see, it's got that wide thing. So you get that, really get right. that nose going there. And then, hmm, I love I it. I need to learn that. Got to get one of these. This is a rocks glass, and it's got a rock in it. And then this here is a Glencairn glass, also perfect for sipping, Flaviar branded. I got a lot of things I got to do during the show. Chevy, I got to hold this glass up at least three times, <laughs> five times. I got to give you crap for being from Pittsburgh. No, I love Pittsburgh, man. So I'm from Philly. So nice. as they say in Pennsylvania, you got Philly and Pittsburgh and Kentucky in between. So it's a, <laughs> um, how long, when did you leave Pittsburgh? Um, I've been back and forth in LA for about four years and I've, I've lived here for about a year and about four or five months now. While we were taking our little break, Chevy did bring up that when he's done here tonight, he has to do leg day workout. Yes. That's commitment. That is commitment. Drink some, drink some bourbon for an hour. Leg day. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't you pull off a day to tomorrow? It's, it's definitely not peanut butter and jelly at all. Maybe it doesn't hurt as much when you have the bourbon. You're, you know, the pain. You're like, oh yeah, this is, I got this. This is about to be your first timer, so we'll see. All right, I want to know how this workout goes. I want to hear. I want to hear back from you on how this workout went. So there you go, Chevy Woods, another great guy. Enjoyed talking to him as well. Enjoyed talking to you. I enjoy telling you about wine. I'll tell you about wine. The uh, Almarosa Winery was founded in 2005 in the Santa Rita Hills, AVA of Santa Barbara County. It's situated on the north-facing slopes of the Santa Rosa Hills. The wines they make there are layered and vibrant and balanced, and you get that cool Pacific Ocean breezes funneling in, and it just makes some really good wine. Almarosa produces about 5,000 cases each vintage, so it's a, it's a small winery. They focus on a state and single vineyard Pinot Noir and Chardonnay. And these are the, the two wines I'm going to tell you about, actually, are the Almarosa 2017 Santa Rita Hills Chardonnay. I think this is about $40 a bottle. And give me the price on it, but I, I, I did some research. I think about $40. 
you know, just to give you an idea about what that what happens up there in that region is you get these this powerful cooling influence and in, in the winds and fog from the Pacific Ocean. It's got a really unique geography, a chilly climate. There's clay loam soils there that brought Richard Sanford, Sanford Wineries, very famous winery up there, brought them there in the early 70s. And he kind of pioneered Pinot Noir in Santa Barbara County. And he established El Jabali. Uh, it's just, it's, 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 it's a cool place. It, and, 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 uh, and, and Richard Sanford also founded this winery. So, Again, the, the vineyards are sourced from uh, along Santa Rosa Road up there. In 2017, they had a wet winter, dropped about 20 inches of rain, some heat spikes, an intense heat spell in the second week of September. And it was punctuated by one night of heavy monsoonal rain, and then they picked the grapes after that in mid-September. Okay? What's this wine taste like? All right, it's, it's, it's brilliant gold color in the glass, and... The aromas, French fragrant pear and melon and apples, and and then on the palate you're getting white peach and lychee and and vanilla notes or very subtle vanilla notes, and then oh boy, just the citrus flavor on this is kind of dominant. I, it's a crisp Chardonnay, but very polished too, and and I can't recommend it high. And I've only seven hundred cases of this wine, okay. And a 13.9% alcohol. Next wine I want to tell you about from Almarosa is the 2017 Santa Rita, Santa Rita Hills Pinot Noir. This is a garnet-colored wine. It's got dark fruits and cedar and earth on the nose. The palate, meaty black cherry, cherry uh, you know, some savory herbs there as well. But it's, it's soft on the palate, which is kind of indicative of Pinot Noir. You got this black cherry fruit, a little bit of orange peel, some root beer, some spice. It's got a, a little raspberry on the finish, some red currant. Uh, it's a perfect fireside Pinot Noir. So if you've got a fire going, drink it. And I think this is about 55 bucks a bottle, 60 bucks, right in that range. Almarosa. Go to their website, almarosawinery.com. You'll thank me for it. Pick up that wine. You'll thank me for that. I promise you, you will. Hey all, being on lockdown these past few months has been tough on all of us. Something I've found to be extremely helpful in maintaining my sanity during this challenging time is sticking to daily routines. Maintaining a sense of structure can help prevent you from feeling overwhelmed, and I highly recommend you keep doing the little things you used to do on the regular in the pre-COVID era, like shaving, for instance. And fortunately, Harry's is here to help you look your best while saving you a little cash along the way. Yes, Harry's has your grooming needs covered, with high-quality blades as low as $2 each, delivered straight to your doorstep. Cut out the middleman, manufacturing blades in a German factory that's been honing the craft for a century, which means you get incredibly high-quality blades at factory direct prices. And during this trying time, you'll feel a little better about your purchase. Not only is Harry's donating 1% of proceeds to nonprofit organizations devoted to helping provide access to better health care for men and veterans, they're also giving $1 million worth of shaving supplies to hospitals across the U.S. That's what I call good karma for you and Harry's. 
What We're Drinking listeners can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com slash drinking. That's harrys.com slash drinking. You'll get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, a five-blade razor with lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go. So go to harrys.com slash drinking to start shaving better today. Hi, this is Harry Lennox from The Blacklist, and you're listening to the five-time keg stand champ of Northeast Philadelphia, Dan Dunn. Great actor, Harry Lennox. No relation to the Harry who owns Harry's razors. As threatened, I want to close the show today with a little bit more ranting about what's going on. Not ranting, really. I just want to... Oh, man. I just want to be done. So do you. Which is why... Stories like this really alarm me. This is from the New York Times recently. Quote, the Trump administration has ordered hospitals to bypass the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. And beginning on Wednesday, it was last Wednesday, send all coronavirus patient information to a central database in Washington. A move that has alarmed public health experts who fear the data will be distorted for political gain. The Times article goes on to say, The new instructions are contained in a little-notice document posted this week on the Department of Health and Human Services website. From now on, HHS, and not the CDC, will collect daily reports about the patients that each hospital is treating, how many beds and ventilators are available, and other information vital to tracking the pandemic. Quote, Centralizing control of all data under the umbrella of an inherently political apparatus is dangerous and breeds distrust said Nicole Lurie, who served as Assistant Secretary for Preparedness and Response under former President Barack Obama. Quote, it appears to cut off the ability of agencies like the CDC to do its basic job. Now, my, uh, one of my favorite political writers is Charles Pierce. Charlie Pierce writes for Esquire, and I really Recommend you check out his work. He posts every day. And this is what he had to say about what I just read you. Charlie Pierce said, this is crazy. This is evil. This is nuke the moon to control the tides crazy. This is Bond villain level evil. The CDC was so long considered the gold standard on public health that a number of countries set up their own versions, which they called the CDC. But because science and empiricism and reason itself are anathema to this anathema, To this administration, we have to rely on some unnamed, quote, central database, which is probably in one of Ivanka's handbags, handling the data with no oversight at all. Of course, no thinking person would trust Camp Runamuck to handle a fork right now. Hospitals should tell the administration to shove its, quote, orders and send the data to the CDC anyway. It's time for hundreds of little rebellions. I'm going to leave you with that, folks. And anybody who wants to write me, check me out at The Imbiber on Instagram, Twitter. If you want to tell me to not be political and fuck myself, go ahead. You can do it. I don't care. I want to thank Chevy Woods. I want to thank Glenn Big Baby Davis. And of course, I want to thank you. You know I love you. I'm sorry if I was yelling today. A little fired up. On the next episode, we've got legendary Midnight Run bad boy screenwriter George Gallo. So please tune in for that one. All right, folks, take care. Stay safe. Love you.